Our sponsor for this episode is exceptionalgarden.co.uk. Now, Caroline, you know I love my garden. <laughs> I know. And to be fair, you've totally transformed our garden over the last few years. It was just a weedy lawn and some overgrown conifers when we moved in. Oh, and now it's just our very own haven when we need a break from the stress and strain of dealing with our very needy guests. And I've got another big project planned for the garden this year. Say goodbye to the old potting shed and hello to two new patio seating areas. I know you love a seating area. Oh, I absolutely love a good seating area, but I don't know when you're going to find the time to do all of this. Oh, I'll make time. And when I do, I'm definitely going to be stocking it from exceptionalgarden.co.uk. The problem is that most garden centres have the same old stuff that costs a fortune. Exceptionalgarden.co.uk has a huge range of amazing furniture and garden accessories from fire pits and barbecues to log stores and pizza ovens. Pizza oven, now that's an idea. Oh God, I love the sound of that. And the best part is that they offer free postage on their entire range. So guys, if you're dreaming of summer like we are and your garden space needs an upgrade, please do support our sponsors and head on over to exceptionalgarden.co.uk. Now let's get started with the podcast. Can't wait. chocolate this morning <laughs> i treated you what can i say uh, actually it's because we ran out of milk should i refer to you as lady mary throughout this episode is that will that help you get into character oh, god i think so i was definitely thinking that tonight we have to watch a couple of episodes of downton abbey love downton abbey so we're off to have the full downton abbey experience tomorrow aren't we oh i'm so excited i love downton abbey i was a bit late to the table for it um i don't know why I genuinely don't know why you'd watched the whole... Our listeners probably wouldn't expect this, but but I was the first one to binge watch Downton Abbey, yeah, not you. Yeah, and then, well, that was it. Once I'd started, basically you didn't see me for about three months. Did you? <laughs> I just sat and watched the whole thing back to back. <laughs> so it's your Valentine's surprise. Yeah. You've got high tea at yeah. uh, Highclere Castle, a.k.a. Downton Abbey, yeah. tomorrow. I hope the weather's okay. Yeah, so do I. And, and the thing is, is when we travel down south, we always see the signs for it, don't we? You know, on our way to Southampton and Milford. And, you know, I keep thinking, oh, I'd just love to go there. And now we are. So excited. Yeah, should be great. Um, do you miss having a project on? Yes. But then I'm not the one that has to deal with the bills. I'm the one that gets excited. I'm the one that thinks, oh, yes, we've got a project on. And then you're there in the background thinking, oh, my God, what have they done here? What the builder's doing here? How can we get regulations in there? You know, it's raining. We can't. Yeah. So there's bits of it I miss. Mm. I, I sort of miss I miss the beginning and the end. I, I miss the, uh, the the excitement, the thrill of the chase, mm, yeah. finding a new opportunity, thinking about what it could be, doing the numbers, coming up with the plans. I enjoy all that side of things. I don't enjoy anything about the middle of it, really. Um, well, such a uh, that's not true. I enjoy seeing it come together. I actually enjoy site visits. I enjoy being on site and seeing it all come together. Yeah, it's I do like that. And the thing that I find that is it, it means that we actually have the opportunity to work very closely together throughout the whole of the project, which I really enjoy, which I feel we've, we've kind of missed a little mm, bit. Really. That's why I asked because yeah. you've started to make the odd comment, which is unusual. It's usually me getting a bit twitchy and, yeah. um, and, and looking for another project, but you started to make the odd comment about, um, uh, I think I think you used the word stagnating the other day, which I don't think you meant because uh, I don't think we're stagnating by any stretch. And let's face it, um, we've only n not had a project for uh, a few months out of seven <laughs> years. So yeah, um, I think we we deserve a break from a project. And also, let's not forget, we technically we have got a project. Eaton House is far from concluded um, in terms of, you know, we don't own the place. We're in the middle of a lease option, etc. So we need to really see mm -hmm. that through to its conclusion. But yeah. I know what you mean. I don't for one second think we're stagnating i'm quite excited about our goals for the business that we talked about last episode yeah, actually yeah, yeah very excited um, for that but i do love a new project and it, and it is difficult not to um 
you know, just just give right move a bit of a peruse in the evenings <laughs> just to see what might be out there. Um, what about right move abroad? <laughs> yeah, I was looking at, again yesterday. I was having actually this morning. I was having a little bit of a a I, glance through some uh, some properties in I Tuscany. I just remember when the first time we went to Sardinia, which was the first time actually we'd ever stayed in an Airbnb, and I remember. You know, when we spoke about where we'd stayed to people, a huge amount of people hadn't even heard of Airbnb, yeah. and that was just not that long ago. But next to the property we stayed in was a villa, but a breeze block villa. And we just kept looking at it thinking, oh, God, we'd so love that. In fact, we actually put a note through the door, didn't we? Were we investing in property at that time? Just starting. Had we? Yeah, just starting. Yeah, funny how far it's come. Funny that we're so uh, entrenched in that business now. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you do wonder and look back, don't you, and see. you wonder if they were the seeds that were planted, yeah. you know, as, as to where we are now. But I'll tell you one thing I do miss. Um, I miss our old Saturday morning routine a little bit. We had a I, routine. I sort of used to. I used to <laughs> grumble about it at the times, um, but I but I quite miss it. The furniture auctions. Oh yes, I know. There were there were periods where that was pretty much every Saturday mm. morning for us. Was uh, off to Nottingham. I used to have that um, heart attack on a plate for breakfast. <laughs> the, the the bacon mushroom melted cheese, cheese cob from the van outside yeah. uh, with a hot chocolate just to uh, just wash it down, and. Um, and yeah, I just like the atmosphere. I, I like the too, yeah. excitement of whether we'd be able to to get the piece that we were, you know, all pieces. We often came away with a van load, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Um, uh, yeah, I, I agree, actually. And and also, it, it, there's so many memories attached to it. Like in the garden, uh, walking, we've got a little spinny in the garden. And in there, we've got like a, a mirror on the wall. And that was the very, very first piece that we bought. And it's a beautiful mirror and it was a fiver. And I remember thinking, was that the first piece? Yeah, absolutely. I went with Megan and Mel, you know, it's the first time I went. But we we became sort of quite known, didn't we? And we we got to know Jason, the auctioneer. And um, yeah, yeah, I used to really enjoy that experience. And I'm sure we'll be doing that again, um, as and when we do get another project. But I was just thinking about, I think it might have popped up on my Facebook feed, actually. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, I quite enjoyed that on a Saturday morning. And also, it's a bit of a heads up to any of you that are listening that are potentially looking to stock your essay or any property, really. It's when people say auction, they kind of think tired old furniture, but the Nottingham auction has um, mod- a modern room, which is essentially end of line, end of line, ex sort of stock wafer, demos, things like that. So John can- Lewis, we've got John Lewis furnitures, yeah, uh, John Lewis sofa, sorry, yeah, from there, yeah. absolute fraction of a price. Oh, they're like, oh God, I'm. We've got a, a, a um, sideboard type thing. It's not really a sideboard, but it's beautiful dark teak wood, like granite top, with a granite top. We got that for ninety pounds. Ninety quid. I mean, it would be hundreds, if not knocking on a grand. Yeah. I would so, imagine. So even if you're retail. looking to buy your first house and you want to, well, we've stocked a lot of our house, haven't we, with, with stuff in the auction. Yeah, so um, yeah, no, I just thought of that this morning, I, and uh, I sort of missed that kind of routine. It's that excitement of, you know, buying new stuff for a property and what's trying not, look to, like get and, and not <laughs> to get carried away. Trying not to get carried away. Yeah. So what have we got in? store for everybody in this episode well the training wheels are off now and our new look team have really hit the road running i think that's safe to say so we're going to be talking about that um booking.com threatened to uh are threatening to delist us from their platform and quite honestly i'm beyond caring right now um but we will update you on that one and you know that bombshell i promised you in episode one well stay tuned for some big news should we get started yeah let's do it Hello everyone, my name is Mark Winship. And my name is Caroline Winship and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team. Well, of course with our team, we couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure, there is never a dull moment. You can say that again. Welcome to the Secret Service Podcast. Are we going with the Secret Service Podcast or Secret Service Podcast? So Mariana and Cindy are well up and running. Uh, the training wheels are off. Oh, they yeah. have been through the uh, the training program. They've worked their way through all of our onboarding resources. They've done their shadowing and they're doing a brilliant job, aren't they? Uh, they're doing an absolutely amazing job. I'm a bit embarrassed to say that they're 
communication skills are probably 100% better than my own. Their, their written communication is, is, is fantastic, fabulous. really good. Um, and I don't think we mentioned last time that um, that one of our lovely new team members is called Cinderella. Yeah, that's so lovely. What an amazing name. <laughs> um, genuinely called Cinderella. I think um, she's hopefully Cindy sprinkling sure. magic dust over everything. Absolutely. So what have they been working on? So well, Mariana has been um, working on our socials. Yeah. So she's been pulling together a uh, social media plan. Yeah. So um, she's submitted a, a monthly plan for us to... To review um, which is looking really good and there's some quite imaginative yeah. content uh, planned for that so you and I have already been sent out into the field to collect some video material yeah, and stuff it's like actually, that. It's actually quite it's very good because we all know we should do it we all know we should have a social media plan and I'm sure we all do have social media plans but it's holding yourself accountable to actually creating it so we've had them in the past and then we've kind of thought, oh, I've got to film oh, we'll have to do that later but genuinely, we, we now know that we have to do this. And if you follow us, so it's gateway accommodation, isn't it? Um, then all the footage was taken in about, I don't know, five, ten minutes. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I, I, I've seen what Mariana's done with the first video and it's really creative and it's really imaginative and I love it. And uh, it's made me realise I've got it up. We've got to up our game now <laughs> in really terms have. of providing her with some better raw material to work with. I'm excited to see what she can do with it. But I think you've hit the nail on the head there. That's what I find um, exciting about our new team. And also, I guess, daunting in a sense, because there's no excuses anymore. No. Everything that we've always known we should be doing. Um, and we, yeah. we're never short of ideas. Um, but ultimately, for a, you know, a big chunk of time, I was running the business uh, more or less single-handedly while at your at work. Yeah. And now with yourself coming on board, there's still always stuff that we know we should be doing, uh, you know, and we know we know it makes sense to be doing it. But ultimately, it's it's finding time to make that a priority. And now we've got, in a sense, the man hours or the woman hours um, in order to to actually do all, all of the things that we've always planned. Non-gender hours, perhaps you ought to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think that's really exciting. So, um, yeah, watch out on our socials um, at Gateway Accommodation. Um, and Ellie, of course, is doing a really good job over on Stay, Stay New, New Forest, Forest socials. Yeah. Um, at Stay New Forest, is it? Or at yeah. Stay.NewForest. Stay.NewForest, Stay. 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 Forest. Yeah. I think um, it might be interesting to, to, to uh, follow us because we do do a lot of eating on these. Yeah. And we've just got to up our gym game now to counter all the eating. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this does tend to revolve around food, as you'll yeah, notice. Yeah. I think Mariana's first video featured me tucking into a steak sandwich, was it? A steak sandwich dunked in gravy? Oh, God, at the altar, that was lovely, yeah. St standard lunchtime. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, Cindy, Cinderella, uh, is uh, chipping away at our data, isn't she? So she's pulling yeah. all of our data together from the various sources into a usable format that we can then decide well, we need to pull together a direct booking strategy. Yeah. Um, that's going to be, I think that's going to be a half day exercise or a whole day exercise for day, you yeah. and I uh, really to go away, probably close the doors and, and just come up with this. I, d I don't want to start just scattergun uh, looking at this sort of thing. I think it's going to uh, need some real thought. But for the moment, the focus is collecting data and, oh, that was our puppy yelping. What are you doing to him? Sorry, I was just trying to move him away from the mic. Sorry, Basil. Sorry, <laughs> sweetie. Sorry. Basil sat with us today. He's not normally allowed in the podcast studio, but he's sat with us in the promise that he'll sit here quietly. I'm just um, waiting for the postman to arrive when it will yeah, just be. Yeah, then, then all hell will break loose. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, I, I think with the data side of things, you made a good point yesterday, actually, uh, which is we've got a huge amount of data. Oh, I'm just so excited about this. I absolutely love data. I am a bit of a numbers person and um, I've been sort of going through all the data and, you know, we, we can capture where people have booked from, where they've found us, you know, how long they've stayed. You can do so much with it. And, but yeah. we've been very guilty. Well, not guilty. We've been so busy trying to grow the business and we have been in a significant growth phase. Anyone who's even listened to season one of the podcast will know that, well, how many projects did we do just last year alone? Yeah. So that's been the focus for us. And we've been quite guilty of, we've had this data at our fingertips and we've done nothing with mm. it. Um, you know, we know where our, book, uh, our guests are booking from. We know why they're staying yeah. with us. We know all of these things, but um, that data has, has been sat there, hasn't yeah. it? 
and we've got to look at it all the time. It's a regular thing. We've captured it since, you know, so now I think we need to capture it every week and utilise it every week. Well, we capture it, but it's pulling it into one place and pulling it into a format mm. that's actually usable. Yeah. Um, so that's what, what Cindy's been working hard at. And um, to be fair, she's covered probably more ground in <laughs> a couple of shifts than, than, than we've probably done in the last six months. So yeah. again, yeah, but it's... It is what it is. It's it's phases of the business. And we wouldn't be where we are now if you and I hadn't put a huge amount of our time, energy, money, uh, emotional investment into growing the units and growing the business. Um, But now I think we really need to go to phase two, which is optimizing the business. And that's what this year is all about for us, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, You also make a good point that, well... We, we, we sometimes clash on this one, don't we? Like I, I'm very much about um, how can we make our direct marketing strategy as scalable as possible? <laughs> how can we reach as many p- uh, oh, people as possible in one, one hit? <laughs> Whereas you're much more about the sort of one-to-one contact and, and yeah, well, you, you, you explain. Well, yeah, I'm all about, I call it stealth marketing, really. So I always walk around in a branded jacket, Stay New Forest at the moment, and uh, love my Stay New Forest kits. I walk around in that uh, with my bobble hat on. We've got a Stay New Forest brolly. So, you know, it just gets us out and about, and I talk to people. I've always got cards in my pocket to hand to people to talk about the New Forest. Um, but it, it, as going through the data, I suddenly noticed that um, – uh, the butternut squash team had been staying with us. I think it's butter, no butternut box. Sorry, um, for those of you that don't have a dog, it's a brand of fresh dog food, which isn't cheap, but Bazzy Boo's worth it. And um, it was at the New Forest show last year when uh, we were going around visiting all the trade stands, and they convinced me to buy this brand of dog food and I was busy chatting to them saying oh when you do your trade shows don't forget to come and stay with us and gave them a load of cards didn't really think anything of it but I've been you know going through the data and I've realized that actually yes they have stayed with us so Basil has earned his dog food I feel (laughs) And, and it definitely works and you're a real advocate for talking to people and never missing an opportunity I think that's your phrase isn't it <laughs> yeah. um yeah it there was there was a particularly cringy moment though that I have to tell the listeners about which was on I'm your sure birthday I'm sure you've mentioned this before do you know what I'm gonna say yeah I do yeah, about your yeah. birthday uh, yeah I do yeah a bit embarrassing really so I, I'm going to tell the story. I'm not sure I have told it on the podcast. I'm going to tell it again. But Caroline genuinely does never miss an opportunity to talk to people about what we do. Um, and it is hugely effective, I have to say. But um, it, uh, occasionally embarrassing. it does lead to some, yeah, some interesting moments. So this was on her birthday. It was, um, <clears throat> was it a surprise meal? I can't remember. No, it wasn't no, a, surprise a surprise meal, meal was it? But it's but a surprise. All the family were together and, um, and what have you down at the Lighthouse in Milford-on-Sea, one of Caroline's favourite restaurants. So coming to the end of the evening... And um, Jessica had organised for uh, a cake to be brought out by the uh, the, the, the waiters and waitresses. Um, and it was getting on and we thought they'd forgotten and, you know, all of this. Anyway, so um, Caroline, as she does, had randomly got chatting to <laughs> another table in the restaurant who were just on their way out of the restaurant. I don't even know how that conversation started. No, but no, it got onto the fact that you'd probably lived somewhere that they're from. I actually, yeah, they were just around the corner from where I used to live. Yeah, and um, and you'd st- sort of started to tell them about our apartments and that they should come <laughs> and stay with us and mid-flow, as it were. And it was just at that moment that the waiters and waitresses chose to come out and... <laughs> bring your cake and candles and start singing to you. But Caroline was not going to be derailed by this. So these poor waiters and waitresses are singing their hearts out with a cake and candles. Caroline is like, kind of like half looking at them, but half trying to, um, you know, close the deal on, on selling our apartments to this lady and was not going to be deterred and carried on the conversation during the song. So it was all slightly awkward and, Oops, and, and cringy but yeah. um yeah i think you're like a dog with a bone sometimes with that sort of thing <laughs> but like you say i mean it does yield results and you know when it comes to you know we've we've mentioned briefly on the podcast before that we work with angel investors and stuff like that and that is all about talking to people isn't it yeah yeah you gotta yeah absolutely yeah I don't really want to spend much time talking about booking.com in this Good. episode um not not worth wasting our time on but um uh they're threatening to delist us from the platform. Um, 
for non-payment predictably now because obviously we had the bank recall those payments that were taken yeah. without authorization um and um yeah i'm i'm do you know what i'm just not i'm not even getting stressed about it there is a little bit of me and i, I know I know I'm being stubborn, but there is a little bit of me that is quite curious to see what would happen to our booking patterns yeah. if, if we just allowed them to be delisted. And also um, our booking.com guests are the ones that we always have issues with. So Yeah, yeah. so I don't know. Um, we're probably not ready yet. We, we, we've got to dial up this direct booking strategy, but yeah, there's just that little devil on my shoulder mm -hmm. that's just saying, you know what, just let Let's it just go. It. Just let it go and just see what happens. Um, sometimes backs against the wall is, is is the best position isn't it in yeah. terms of uh urgency and creating action so i don't know i don't know um we'll, we'll keep an eye on that one but um i think the reason for bringing it up um is is just they are just the most despicable organization to deal absolutely. with absolutely i i mean none of this has been our fault absolutely 100 percent. none of it is our fault even though you know, going through the information, it seems that perhaps potentially the payments were correct. But that's not our fault. It's not our fault that they held over 100 grand's worth of our money for X amount of months With and no, there was no urgency. No to documentation, back. no. I mean, yeah, so a lot of this might actually be due to, this is what they're claiming anyway, due to an overpayment last year during the whole, um, the, the, the sort of pay, payout crisis that we had, um, when at the end of that, we were just paid in one lump sum yeah. with no breakdown, nope. nothing at all. We were owed tens of thousands of pounds. It didn't even say pounds. it came from Booking.com, no, did it? I mean, it's, it doesn't even, and, but the, 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 there's such an awful organisation to deal with. There is no empathy. There is no customer service. There is no, no, no apologies at any stage. Um, and, um, you know, e e even people that we've managed to get through who've claimed to, to, to help, um, one of those was particularly rude to you at one point, wasn't yeah. she on the phone, um, claiming that, um, you know, that, 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 that it's not personal, that she's not, she is not booking.com. Well, I'm sorry. Someone needs to uh, teach her a lesson in uh, employment because uh, you are absolutely representing booking.com. Yeah. Uh, you cannot just wash your hands of responsibility like that. Uh, and that's what they're all doing. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's not worth it's not nope, even worth spending any more time on uh, on a more positive note we've had a listener's message oh fabulous um so this message was from kavita on uh instagram so she says hi mark and caroline i tuned into yesterday's podcast and i must say both of you were absolutely fantastic well stating the obvious kavita um <laughs> I learned so much today. Uh, lately, I found myself enjoying your podcast more than music. Uh, wishing Caroline the best of luck with her goal of boosting direct bookings and Mark's goal about booking.com. That makes me just sound really vindictive, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> one key takeaway for me is seriously considering setting up my own exclusive office space. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, Gavita. Oh, that's lovely. It's always lovely to hear from our listeners, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, um, that's really lovely. Thank we sit here in our little you. makeshift studio, and um, occasionally with the dog. We hope that people get value and uh, and and possibly entertainment from uh, from our predicament. Um, but um, but yeah, no, thank you so much for reaching out. We really do appreciate it. It's lovely to hear from you. Um, it's lovely to hear that people are actually sort of taking away some value from mm. some of our conversations as well. Um, so yeah, so we love to hear from you. So if you want to get in touch. With us, please do drop us a, a comment or a DM over on Instagram. And in fact, Instagram is going to be getting a little bit more active, isn't it? It is. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. We're going to uh, be setting uh, Mariana loose on our, <laughs> on our Instagram profile. So hopefully, uh, you guys will see a bit more activity over there. But yeah, do send us a message at Secret Service Podcast. And we're also looking for our next guest to appear on At Your Service. Absolutely. So if you are a holiday let host or you're a serviced accommodation business owner, Owner, then please do reach out. Let's come and have a chat about it on the podcast. We'd love to hear your story. We love to share war stories, don't we, we with do. other hosts? We do. Um, so send us a message and let's tee that up and get you on the podcast. Great chance to promote what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, it's that time. Oh, Lordy. And Lordy. for the first time in season two, it's time to play Review Roulette. <laughs> we haven't done this for ages, it feels no, like. I know. Um, 
in episode one of season two, I promised you a bombshell. Well, here it is, everybody. This is the last time we will ever be playing Review Roulette with Danielle. Oh. Should we get her on the line? Let's get her on the line. You're going to have to take this bit. What bit? This bit. I'm not talking to Danielle. Oh, I'm God. It's, it's been her. in a real huff since, um, you know, ever since you said you were going. So I've had to treat him with kid gloves because, like, it goes into a corner and just starts crying in a little ball. It was, um, clearly, sorry. It was clearly stated, Danielle, in your terms and conditions in the small print when you started <laughs> working with us 18 months ago that you weren't allowed to leave for at Never. least a decade. Um <laughs> But you're the leaving fine, us. fine print that no one reads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. You're leaving us, Danielle. Yeah, I am, and I'm really sorry. And I know, obviously, everyone says that when you leave, you try and leave on the best of terms. But yeah, I genuinely do. And obviously, there's nothing, no, no reason apart from just the ones that would obviously, from the property side of things, know us, um, know that we're trying to do our own thing as well. And yeah. Yeah, it's just a big leap of faith here. So we we have to do it and we have yeah, just putting all the faith out there so that everything goes well. I'm I'm joking yeah. I'm joking around, of course. I'm not sulking at all. We're really happy for <laughs> yeah, you. We're really supportive of what you're doing. Um we're obviously incredibly um sorry to see you see you leave. You've been uh you, you call Danielle the rock, don't you? Um she's yeah, the stalwart of what we've been doing over the last couple of years really so incredibly sad to see you leave but really excited for you for your you're you're pretty proud actually aren't you because yeah. you've known well Danielle and Paul for a long time and started them on their journey so yeah. it's it's sort of testament to the three of you about how how far you've come in your journey I think well I haven't done anything yeah I know but do you know what I mean it's just <laughs> like me. these guys are putting all the hard oh, work I know, I know but, but it's, no it's yeah. it's it's really it's really exciting so why, why don't you people will be interested though so why, why don't you tell us the project you're working on because it's really you've got a big project that's kind of uh, landed that you're that you're working on at the moment and that's occupying a lot of your time isn't it it is, yeah, and obviously I've been doing this this role alongside our own property journey. Um, but this project, like you say, has been um, it's the way it works in our business relationship and maybe marriage as well, where <laughs> Paul kind of goes out and finds these massive deals, and then he's still in a full time job. So then it gets passed to me. It's all left to you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Danielle, I've got your project. <laughs> exactly, I've got this amazing project, but you have to do it. So no. Oh. Obviously, he does what he can when he can. But um, yeah, we've we've basically gone from um, our first flip last year of a yeah. three bedroom house to um, actually going to buying a pub <laughs> <laughs> um, attached to a three bedroom masonette and two one bedroom flats. So it's all on um, basically different deeds and different titles and all that. So it does make it a little bit easier in the future uh, for renting or selling or whichever way. But we are currently um, almost we just yesterday had confirmation that next week they the building team will be done with the two flats. So that's been fully refurbed. Um, We are thinking we might obviously weigh up our options, but we are thinking of um, going the council route and actually going through social housing. Um, It's something we've been never done before. So it's something new. We'll try. They've obviously they'll take on um, some of the management aspects and um, all the all the tenants and everything they get in there. And then next step would then be refurbing the masonette. But that is the big problem because it doesn't have any central heating in. It doesn't have basically it's got Um, a gas meter that's we've been struggling. Never in my life struggled as much with electricity and gas than on this project. (laughs) But um, yeah, we're slowly getting there. And then we've got planning permission in to um, convert the pub into two one bedroom flats as well. So. Hopefully that will come in soon. We haven't had any objections yet, touch wood. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Oh, Danielle, that is just so amazing, yeah, isn't it? So exciting. So, yeah. And it might give you, uh, not that you need it, but it might give you a deeper understanding of what we have to deal with. So when you're saying, uh, you know, Mark, how long the heating's not working again? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> what goes on behind the scenes in terms of uh, dealing with utility companies and gas supplies and all this sort of stuff. But um, exactly. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not an, it's not been an easy ride, but then again, everyone would have done it if it is easy. So yeah, we we're pushing through and I'm sure we'll reap the rewards in the end. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, well, you're going to be sorely missed, yeah. and you're going to be sorely right. missed on the yeah. podcast. We were just chatting before we started recording about uh, uh, getting you back in at some point. I'm sure we can, uh, you know, have a revisited or, or something like that. But um, so, well, I don't know whether this will be the last review roulette, but it will certainly be the last review roulette with Danielle. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a momentous occasion. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. I think we, we started off with a bang and, yeah, we'll hopefully finish. Well, I was kind of obviously struggling to find some bad reviews. I'm not going to lie. We've had a good couple of months. That's always good to hear. Um, But I wasn't sure knowing you, I wasn't sure. Right. How's Danielle going to go? Is she going to go go out with a bang and and hit us with some real like blindside us with something horrible? Or is she going to be nice and and, and finish on a high? So um, I'm, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting what you've got for us. So come on then. Hit us with the first review. Okay, so I'll soften the blow just as I said now. I really actually had to dig deep because we haven't had much bad reviews, which is obviously a fantastic thing. Um, But yeah, it's obviously now the the quieter season. So I'm guessing once the summer hits and whoever takes over um, Review Roulette, we'll have some good ones again. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so I'll start off with this random one from Eaton House. I'm guessing it maybe um, would have been a, a guest that had to deal with something horrible because they left a one-star review on booking.com nice. but then they said on the comments nothing bad and nothing good <laughs> oh, <laughs> Great. good grief. and that warranted a one-star review exactly Brilliant. so i don't know if they personally let us know on our communication systems what was has been happening or something but how are we supposed to fix that if we have absolutely no idea what it was for <laughs> Oh, Lord. That's re- that's really frustrating because, yeah. like you say, we can't do anything with that information. That's not constructive. That's just someone no. um, playing around uh, and, and, and just uh, you're having a bit of a power trip and, and not appreciating what impact that actually has on a small business. Um, I've got a feed. Was that from quite a while ago? It was the 25th of November the review oh. got left. I've got a feeling we did flag this one with booking.com. I doubt we got anywhere with it, but... Um, yeah, it's it's uh, to just drop a one star review when actually they said there's no negative comments is uh, yeah, and also sometimes what what guests do when they leave a low star review, it's got absolutely nothing to do with the accommodation. It's they got a bit frustrated with the location. I remember we did have one coming that says uh, not a lot to do. Yeah, <laughs> like. Really? You want us to provide entertainment as well? Yeah, like set up a pub next door yeah. or something like that. <laughs> and we do guide our guests on yeah. where to eat and where to visit and all of that sort of thing. That's part of their guest guide. But um, ultimately, we don't. Well, I guess we have control over where we choose to put our venues, but we don't have control over the location, what there is around and about. So Yeah, and ultimately in the end, if I book a holiday, I'm not going to blame the place I decide to book because I didn't do my own research of where it is actually located. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I know we, we keep banging on about this, but I can't see this happening with any other platform, though. No. I, no, I just can't. That the, the impersonal nature of Booking.com, the fact they can just drop it and run. There's no accountability. They're never going to get reviewed. I found out the other day, actually. I wasn't aware of this. I don't know if this is common knowledge, but if uh, if a guest drops below a certain review score, average review score, then they can't instant book any property on Airbnb. They have to inquire. Wow. Um, so I didn't realise that, and 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 that's quite a statement of balance really yeah. from, from Airbnb. And I'm not suggesting for a moment that Airbnb are without their faults as well, but um, booking.com, there's just absolutely no accountability and people can do stuff like that with no, uh, no comeback, no yeah. accountability yeah. at all. Yeah. Frustrating. Oh. Eaton House has had its uh, fair share of ups and downs. That's for sure. We were talking about it before we started. The challenge we continue to have is because the planning is, uh, still without uh, a conclusion and is drawn out, there are a number of issues, recurring issues that we know need fixing, but they require quite a bit of investment mm. in order to sort it. We basically need to replace all the boilers and give the plumbing a complete overhaul. Um, but the problem is that costs it's impossible to justify doing that when you don't know that you've got you're going to have a property at the end of it we, we wouldn't we, with the time we've got left on on the lease element of the lease option there is no way we'd get an ROI we wouldn't even get our money back I don't think let alone get a return on investment for upgrading the boilers so yeah. we're having to 
put sticking plaster on top of sticking plaster, try and muddle through until we get this planning confirmation. Uh, and then we'll have a decision to make about whether we're going to go forwards with it. So it is frustrating. The reviews are mixed on Eaton House. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's it's the nature of the game at the moment with mm, it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess to anyone listening to this, we, we probably find, we probably sound quite chilled about getting a one-star review. Um, I think you get a little bit hardened to this stuff over time. You, you realize that it's not personal uh, as much as it might feel like it. And ultimately you can only control so much, you know, you can only can control what you can control and there's almost no point getting too stressed about it. And what I like about, what I don't like, but in a sense, what I like about a one-star review is it just looks so it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's clearly an anomaly. The only problem is it just drag your average score down. And most people won't dig any deeper than just seeing, right, you're a 8.1 or whatever on, on booking.com. And this place next door is an 8.9. And, and that's as much as they'll look at it. That's the frustration. And that's the impact that, that these idiots are having. They should have um, a median score, not a mean score. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. I think it's a, it's a good thing as well that they possibly didn't leave any comment or not good for us, but good for future guests. Cause then guests can just think, Oh, well that must've been uh, something wrong specifically, yeah. or that's yeah. just a yeah bad, bad review. <laughs> And if we've had a chance to do, if we, but I, I, as far as I can tell, we never heard a peep from this guest. So if, if we'd have had the chance to act on it, if we, we've always said, if we've done something wrong, if we haven't pulled it together um, in terms of a service, then, then, then that's where the review process comes in. We, we, I don't want to say deserve that, but you know, it's just, it is what it is when we haven't heard from the guest and yeah. given any opportunity to address any issues, you just go, well, yeah, you're taking the piss really, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. Have you got another one? Yes. So I've got uh, two more. So um, I thought, well, this two is more. just a bit Ooh, frustrating. Spoiling us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit frustrating. They gave a nine star review. It's for Settle. Um, I think this was closer to the time, maybe December or January. It's just frustrating because obviously we list the property as best as we can, explaining everything that it has and everything that it doesn't. And Settle has kind of part kitchenettes and part room only, yeah. which we make exceptionally clear yeah. <laughs> on the constraints of booking.com. Yeah. And anyway, his negative comment was, the room does not have a refrigerator. One cannot cool water, drinks or cr keep fresh fruit. I'm really um, surprised that it does not have one. Any hotel room has. Yeah. Now, he knew exactly when he booked, we did not state the refrigerator. And to be fair, yeah. obviously, this is a landlord's one, so we can suggest that they would put one in. But how awkward would it look to have just a random refrigerator stood in a room only <laughs> just yeah. to have one? <laughs> well, uh, you've answered it yourself, Danielle. I think you've pretty much summed that one up yourself, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's there's a few things there. It, it seems a little bit uh, off to review someone uh, for not having something they never said they had. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that's a little bit frustrating. You're quite right to point out the constraints of the, the platform on booking.com. Um, it, it isn't possible to write any kind of freeform description in booking.com and make things clearer. So we rely on their tick boxes and we rely on their tick box information then being displayed uh, in a, in a, uh, an easy way for the guests to see. And I, I don't think it is. And, and I have made bookings myself through booking.com and you, you have to really go, go deep to see some of the amenities mm. at, at the property and, and really want to dig into it. So it's not overly clear. So I would, I would, sort of sympathize on that level and like you say this is a property that we manage i think um just per personal standards if you like if we're putting any kind of self-catering facilities into our own properties i think a fridge is a no-brainer so, so i sort of agree <laughs> in in that sense like a fridge is a no-brainer but it is frustrating for us in that it's not that the amenities in this particular property we can make recommendations but ultimately it's not in our control yeah. and it is frustrating to get like down marked, if you like, on on uh, something we, we, we never we, we never, never claimed that yeah. that we had it. Yeah, because yeah, nine's obviously great, but it could have been a ten if he had yeah. maybe not expected a fridge or if there was a fridge. So yeah. that's the yeah. I mean, we're not going to cry over a nine. No, uh, luckily not. When um, particularly when we've just bounced from a one to a nine, <laughs> you know, so we're not going to cry over that. But um, 
And I guess, um, did we reply to that yet? I don't know if we've replied to that. I don't that. think so, because it's quite okay. recent. Okay, so that's one that, that again, for hosts listening, that, that you have the power of reply in that sense. So I think that we, we can draw a line under that one. It's a nice review. We can thank them for a great score and just outline something about the fridge. Um, not sure what you would say, though. It's not like <laughs> we ever said we, we had one, but yeah. thanks for the feedback. We'll consider it. Something yeah. like that, I yeah. think. Yeah. Just like I say, some sometimes they just feel like they want to be heard. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah even if it's makes point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So Number I've got another three. one again. Like I said, I had to dig deep, but I, it's just these frustrating <laughs> um, conversations. But again, oh, sorry, negative comments. But they um, they get left a nine score again on Booking.com. As you can see, I've, I went for the Booking.com one because all the Airbnb ones are just glowing. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they left us for the Madison, and I think this is also quite recent. Now, this is one we get quite a lot, um, yeah. but they said it would have been nice to have a cot available. Considering oh, yeah. they allow all age children, they said there was not enough space in the rooms, but there could have been in the larger room. I'm guessing they booked number 16 because they mentioned on the good side that it had a lovely garden. So I think yeah. it has. And then they again, something they said they got parked in, which was really frustrating. And it could have been a lot worse because luckily the owner came quite quickly out of our hands a little bit, the parking situation. Um, but what do you guys think about the cot? Well, we've spoken to Kim and Lee about this, haven't we, who deal with all the sort of cleaning and setup down there. And it's actually an insurance and liability there, issue, really. There's a few things with the cops. Yeah, yeah there, there, there is potentially an insurance question there about whether we're, we have the appropriate insurance cover to be putting cots up and down safely mm -hmm. and providing them to guests. Um, it's funny uh, when Kim mentioned that, I was uh, I was I was interested to hear that because to be perfectly honest, we've always hidden behind that reason anyway. Because personally, I don't like the liability aspect mm -hmm. of providing cots, and we quite often say it's because of our insurance. And I never actually knew if it was, but it's interesting to get confirmation from Kim that actually yeah, you do need a certain level of insurance to provide cots to your guests. But I I still don't feel comfortable with the liability, the risk that we're putting our staff at. You know, you've mm -hmm. got presumably cleaners then, and she's probably talking about her insurance, to be fair, because it will be her staff that are having to put the cot out, set yeah. it up get it installed so she probably doesn't have the insurance to cover that whether ours does or not i don't know yeah. um and all it takes is for a previous guest that's used the cot or hasn't told us they're going to use the cot to have used it perhaps the child's been poorly in the cot and then someone else requests the cot the cleaner gets out suddenly we're faced with this issue of a dirty cot guests arriving what do we do we'd have to go out and buy a new cot it's just absolutely fraught with it's a bit of a minefield yeah. and to be honest for how often it's asked for it's not asked for very often and also not at the madison i think sometimes yeah. in the houses but yeah, yeah. who Where doesn't have own? a travel cot i mean seriously who doesn't have a, a travel cot <laughs> i'm using i'm using danielle's catchphrase now seriously <laughs> seriously <laughs> honestly. honestly honestly that's it honestly <laughs> yeah, honestly. honestly yeah um no i don't yeah i i I, I don't I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the li liability yeah. aspect of it. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll keep reviewing it. If it comes up super regular, then I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what other hosts do. You know, if anyone's yeah. listening to this and, you know, they have uh, a process around this and they have any uh, insight into how they provide cots. But I've just um, thought of a little business opportunity. Cot hire for you. <laughs> there you go a little business that if you need a cot hiring for your property then we'll supply a cot for you we'll come and put it up we'll come and take it away we'll clean it and then we'll bring it back i think you've just uh exacerbated the issues not not got oh, rid no, of them no. oh, okay. um <laughs> yeah and then car parking again uh is a difficult one because um at both the madison and eaton house um we are uh, we're blessed with parking um which is a great selling point yeah. we have had to create the parking in quite a makeshift way um the the parking at the back of the madison for example encroaches into what was the garden and we have to be a little bit careful with how much of that space is is taken up for for car parking without then the requirement for planning permission to create a car park. Um, so we're using existing hard standing that was uh, basically part of a garage. So that's how we're sort of getting around it, but we have to be careful. But as a result, it's quite hard to delineate 
parking mm. spaces. And, you know, guests just, despite any signage we put up, guests just make it up. And we were <laughs> yeah. there. We were there the other day. Exactly. And they were parking in all sorts of weird places mm. and blocking other people and, and this, that and the other. And it's not optimal because it means suddenly you can only get four people in the car park, whereas you could have probably got seven or eight yeah. if they're a bit more organised. Um, so we're still problem solving that one. By the way, again, if anyone is listening, we'll use this to put an appeal out. If anyone has a solution for marking out car parking spaces on the ground in gravel, then then I would love to know. I'd love to know the solution of how you can put something in the ground. Obviously, if it's tarmac, you can paint. You can outline it a lot easier. If it's a gravel car park, how do we separate car parking spaces? I'm sure there must be. I'm sure I've been in car parks before where they've got these uh, almost like, you know, like cat's eyes on the road. Mm-hmm. They've almost yeah. got that sort of yeah. ra- raised up um strips that you can put in yeah but i don't know if anyone knows i'd love to know because that would make life a lot easier mm-hmm. um, that could potentially like say something a little bit raised could be a good idea because then it would actually show and when they drive over it they would think oh okay I, i'm not supposed to so yeah. you can get those half logs can't you you know you split almost like a, a telephone pylon you cut in yeah. half and then put that oh, on the yeah. ground and somehow secure that in and they'd have to part between those they'd is probably that knock it over there wouldn't they well no it'd be properly drilled into the ground it's, it's it's that sort of thing that we need to potentially look at eating house is the same um because again we've had to we've sort of gravel. create it in a slightly makeshift way um people are, are making up all sorts of weird ways to park in those spaces um yeah. it only takes one person to park the wrong way and it means no exactly. one else can park there because yeah. they would then run the risk of blocking them in Anyway, enough about car parks, but um, no, nice, nice, nice. I mean, you know, as it as it goes, uh, a, a nine review and uh, you know, just a little bit of feedback like that is 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 absolutely fine, isn't it? That's yeah. that's not. Yeah, that, exactly. That's, yeah. Uh, and touching on the insurance bit, sorry, as well, um, the other day, Kim said as well, with even, I don't know if other operators are obviously aware of this, but with the insurance she has on her cleaners, we had the request for um, Liz to move some luggage. Um, and it was only one piece of luggage, but it had to be up and down the stairs where Kim raised her concerns with me saying they don't have the appropriate insurance if Liz falls down the stairs with this piece of luggage. Um, So, yeah, we had to make a different plan, which I just, I've kind of worked around. But yeah, it is, if if we're just aware of that as well, which is quite interesting, because like you say, sometimes we we don't even know what the insurance covers properly. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that, because... They have actually mentioned it up here. Surely they've got to lug hoovers and stuff up and down and and stuff like that, whether whether it's because it's not, uh, equipment required Personal. to do the job, and it's, it's it might be because you just got Could such be. variation in the l- size of luggage. Whereas a Hoover weighs an X amount. You know, I remember up here there was a request to move luggage up here. I think it was at Delvin, and the team up here said, "Yeah, that's fine as long as it's not too heavy." So, yeah. do you so- remember when I had to lug? There was um, some uh, Chinese. I don't know if they were students. They were staying here at uh, at Kegworth, and um, I just as a throwaway comment said, "Yeah, no problem. I'll help you move your your luggage." <laughs> not knowing they basically emigrated, <laughs> and um, you would not believe the size of these. And there were these two really slight little Chinese girls just following me up the button. I was lugging these using, and then we six or seven. And it's Garden View, and as soon as I realised it was Garden View because it's the most narrow staircase, and it's really, I practically had it on my shoulders like trying to push it up the <laughs> top. Oh, my that. God, I think I tweaked both my hamstrings doing that. So, yeah. I remember the first time I stayed in Garden View, I was I think I was quite poorly. And oh, with the stairs right, as yeah. well, yeah. And with the stairs as well, I thought, I'm so glad I only have like a little hand luggage. Imagine yeah. people staying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, the, uh, the, the the joys of a of a uh, a building in conservation area and a listed <laughs> building, and there's not much we can do to actually change yeah. that. But it is what yeah. it is. Anyway, thank you, Danielle. Thank um, you. Thank you for those three reviews and for uh, for for uh, throwing that throwing that at us. Um, but most of all, thank you for everything. Uh, thank yeah. you for contributing to the podcast. I'm sure people are going to be devastated that you're you're. They're not going to hear you on the airwaves anytime soon. But most of all, thank you for everything that you've done yeah, for us. Absolutely. And 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 um, yeah, just thank you for everything. And best of luck with all of your projects. Yeah, and it goes without saying, keep in touch. And I think we should have a a, a guest. You know, I think we should have a session with Danielle 
in the near future saying you know how she's done well there's, there's always that's a word there's always at your service and I, I think we've probably must have surely put danielle off from doing service accommodation with any of her own properties but if you ever did then uh we'll get you straight on to at your service and you can come and give us an update on how things are going well i think we should have the alternative at your service so if you don't want to do serviced there's the alternative so perhaps we should bring danielle on for the alternative at your service yeah well that's great no well thanks guys obviously sad having their last podcast um always this is my introduction to even having a podcast ever in my life possibly so <laughs> thank Between you for you and the... me, danielle so is it for me <laughs> we've introduced <laughs> you to so many new things yeah so many new things and obviously like i say i I got started in the business even well alongside Mark and obviously beforehand. So appreciate. And obviously I, kn- I know you said earlier you didn't contribute, but yeah, I've learned so much and I probably won't be put off by service accommodation. I'll, I'll know now what maybe to do and what not to do <laughs> um, before. Otherwise, if I had to be thrown in the deep end on my own, I would have dealt with all this on my own. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Danielle. We really appreciate it and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye. 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 All jokes aside, we are genuinely sorry to see Danielle go. She's been a pivotal part of the growth that we've had. Um, It wouldn't have been possible without her being such a... um, uh, a steadying presence, um, yeah. running the operation side, dealing with the guests, yeah. pulling her hair out, dealing with guests and landlords and all that sort of stuff so that we're freed up to focus on new projects yeah. and new growth. Yeah. And she she has been such a, um, a reliable... Yeah, I, I refer to her as a rock, which is slightly unfair. I think it should be a swan because she's beautiful and graceful, but probably underneath she's, you know, frantically sorting things out. So there you go, Danielle, you're a swan. She's so so professional. Um, yes, yeah, she is. But also great fun. We've loved having her as part of the business and we genuinely wish her well. I'm excited for her. I'm excited to see where her big project yeah, goes. Um, so, yeah, we w- wish her all the best. But um out of the ashes and all that, da, 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 we've got some good news. We do. Um, some exciting news. My sister is joining the business. She is, the lovely Lisa. Lisa is joining our business. We are keeping it in the family. And um, she is basically taking on Danielle's role. So yeah. we're really excited to welcome my sister on board. Um, my sister has uh, a background in hospitality, mm-hmm. actually, uh, cafes and restaurants and all that sort of Front stuff. Of so um, yeah. uh, I think she's... Uh, She's relishing the opportunity to um, uh, deal with uh, awkward clients and, and guests um, behind a, a laptop screen now rather than have to face them face to face. But no, she's going to be absolutely brilliant. Um, she's very professional, very organized, very similar to Danielle, actually. Yeah, the, the, actually the personalities yeah, right. are quite yeah. similar. Communication is great. She's going to be great. It's, it's a huge amount to take on. She's not done anything like this before. Yeah. Um, so she's starting from square one, just like Mariana and, and, and Cindy did uh, a few weeks ago. So she's working her way through our operations manual um, and has spent all week doing that. We caught up with her yesterday morning. She seems to be really up to speed with Absolutely, stuff, which yeah, is great. Really well. um, so yeah, we're up against a bit of a hard deadline because um, Danielle officially leaves the business on the 16th. Yeah. Well, that's this week, right? Friday, yeah. Friday. So this is the last week for Danielle and the last week for Lisa to be shadowing Danielle. So, um, so yeah, that, that's really exciting. We, we, I know she's going to do an amazing job. Um, it's just getting her up to speed with everything. And uh, we had our first team meeting, didn't we? We did. And you know, it was so lovely to see all of it. I think we've got a picture as all of us on screen. Yeah. I'll, I'll, if you remind me, I'll put it on our Instagram yeah, page. And, and the, uh, you know, and I spoke to you sort of Cindy and Mariana afterwards and even though they're both sort of remote and in the Philippines, they actually hadn't seen each other yeah, either. It's bizarre, so, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You forget. I mean, obviously, it's a big country. They've spoken, else. haven't they? But yeah, they haven't actually yeah. seen each other. So it's um, just really lovely. It was really nice to see, you know, such a. It, it, it was a, a take stock moment, wasn't mm. it? It was a rewarding moment because we've talked about this before on the podcast, but you and I, it's a big part of our why, I think. Um, I know I'm all about systems, and, I, and in many ways, I'm all about uh, users, little human. Uh, sort of influence as possible you know I'm, I'm, I'm as much how can we automate and systemize yeah. things but I do I do love building a team I do love uh, working with great people and that's been a big part of our drive behind yeah, this hasn't yeah. it to see that all their all their faces on on a zoom screen um, and it's all, the fact that we can hopefully contribute and make their lives better 
really. Sounds a bit cheesy, but it genuinely is, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And yeah, so that was really exciting. It was the first time we've had the whole new team, the new look team together. Um, I think Danielle was slightly put out because I did announce my big pledge, didn't I? Which obviously oh, yeah. she isn't going to benefit from. Um, oh, dear. I've made a big pledge. I've, um, I don't know if any of you follow Stephen Bartlett um, and have read his uh, book, The Diary of the CEO, but he talks about his big blue slide, um, mm. which is uh, a sort of an accidental marketing strategy that he used early in his in his career. Um, well, this is our very own big blue slide. This is a yeah. big pledge um, around... So basically the, the, the idea of this meeting was to bring the team up to speed with what our goals are because as business owners, it, you know, particularly small business owners and you're growing a team for the first time, it's no good if you're internalizing all of this. It's mm-hmm. no good if we own the goals and no one else, like they've got busy, got their heads down, ticking off tasks as they, as they go, but they don't know how that all fits into yeah. the bigger picture, yeah. like where we're trying to go. And I think that was actually a really useful exercise was to – explain to them what our priorities are what our goals are where we're trying to go and how they fit into that Mm, and and i think they all found that really really useful yeah yeah. um but i did make a big pledge around our direct booking strategy we have got a goal to hit 70 percent direct bookings across the board um in uh, by the end of this year tough gig tough ask um we do have some properties that are um Certainly not 70%, but have been over 50%, yeah. maybe even knocking on 60% at times. But equally, we've got others that can be as low as like 5%. Yeah. And across the board, I think, you know, we shared our stats for the last 12 months and we're operating at about 35%, 35 to 37% yeah. direct bookings. So that's a huge shift. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely believe it's not just about getting commission free bookings because we mark up our book our, our prices to to cover a lot of the commissions it's more about the longevity of the business it's more about actually genuinely having a business that has worth and value and you know what have you so i i genuinely think if 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 between all of us as a combined effort we can hit 70 percent direct bookings by the end of 2024 we will have totally transformed our business mm. um and as such I, I, I was prepared. I think you thought I was joking when I came up with this <laughs> yeah, idea, yeah. but we've made a big pledge, haven't we? Yeah. I say I because I, I think, yeah, I think you're a little bit uh, caught by surprise by this one. But anyway, I have pledged that if we hit 70% direct bookings by the end of 2024, that the company will pay for a team trip to the Philippines <laughs> um, in order for us to go and uh, meet our wonderful team over there face to face and come together as a team to celebrate. Um, we will have a trip of a lifetime paid by the company. That is my pledge yeah if we can hit that target um i don't know if we're going to hit it i don't know if we're going to hit it um yeah I, I i really i really want our team to make me sweat over that pledge you know <laughs> if it gets close to the end of the year oh my god i might actually have to do this uh, it sounded like a bit of fun just to try and get everybody excited but no i think it's important that everybody is excited about it when does day one start from Oh, we've started. We've, we've started. Okay. Yeah. Uh, end of 2024 is the target. Uh, 2025 trip. Um, but I think it's every, it's really important that everyone is excited and, and, and uh, embraces a, a shared vision, yeah. if you like, for where we're trying to head and, and is pulling in that direction because we're all about building a team. We're not about just... I mean, we've got VA... In fact, pretty much all of our staff, technically speaking, are VAs. Yes. Um but we we were we were always nervous about going down the VA route, weren't we? Because we were like, well, right, yeah. how do you, how does a VA get excited about what you're trying to do? If they're if they're just doing tasks mm. and potentially also doing tasks for other people, how do you get that same team? Not bonding, but do you know what I mean. That yeah, feeling of feeling one team driving. Team. But, but I actually think I think we've we've started off in the right way. I think mm. there was a real feeling of that on the call. So um, yeah, well, I, I, that's exciting. It is exciting. I'm it, very excited. Yeah, it was a big take stock moment, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, that's a wrap for episode two. We've both realised we sound full of a cold. I think we might be coming down with, uh, we're a bit croaky (laughs) and a bit sniffly. So apologies for that. I think I've got the sound sorted. Well, we'll find out in a minute when I go into editing. But um, apparently I left the gate open or or closed the gate or I did something with a gate. You did indeed. And we're Um, very up and down. So apologies (laughs) last time that our our audio was basically, from what I can gather from speaking to people, um, the uh, editing software that we use was treating my voice in particular like a symbol 
clash from uh, a set of drums. Um, so it's so loud that uh, it would it would it would panic and it would cut out every every now and then. So hopefully uh, that hasn't been happening. Um, but we are a bit croaky and a bit sniffly this time. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. As always, um, would you do us a favour? Stop what you're doing. Take a screen grab of your phone screen if you're listening on your phone that shows you listening to the podcast and share it on your socials. That would be amazing. We just want to help more people discover the podcast and we figure the best way to do that is through our lovely listeners. Um, The other thing you can do if you get a minute is to leave us a review wherever you're listening. That would mean the world to us. And don't forget to get in touch. Um, Do you run a holiday let or serviced accommodation business? Come and tell us all about it on At Your Serviced. We always love to share a few war stories with other hosts. It's not just us, hopefully, that has the war stories. <laughs> just send us a DM at Secret Service Podcast on Instagram. Cliffhangers for this week. Will our guests give Lisa a gentle introduction to the business? Will they be kind oh, to her? I or, hope so. or is she going to have dramas to mm. deal with in her first full week? Um, well, actually, she's shadowing this week, isn't she? But, yeah, so, so but maybe it, we need a few yeah, dramas this yeah, week just so she's introduced to that. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're really excited to welcome Lisa onto the business. Um, and I guess how quickly will our wonderful new team start making me sweat about having to pay for a group trip to the <laughs> Philippines? Um I kind of hope they do. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. We really do appreciate it. And we will see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.